0: And now the show that's all about real estate and a little bit about everything else hosted by two guys that are too embarrassed to admit in public how long they've been investing in real estate. It is the Investor Guys podcast with host Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills. And welcome back to another episode of the Investor Guys podcast. Bill, how you doing? Love that background.
1: Thank you, sir. It's uh, well, you know in fort worth we have incredibly great ocean views so
0: I, i'm liking it you're gonna go out on the boat right after this right
1: that's it that's it <laughs> it's just it, it's hard to get to from here but i'm headed that way you know what
0: there are plenty of lakes in the dfw area Absolutely. and that is a big big summer thing but I, I guess you said it was raining a lot so it's probably yeah. not a good thing unless you're going to be fishing uh the, uh,
1: the lakes are there's um benbow lake is about a mile from me and they have closed it because of the water and then lake worth which is on the north end of fort worth they closed because it's got so much water in it that they said they were afraid that if boats got out the wake would end up flooding houses ah. so they closed the lake and like
0: uh, real quick, real quick trivia and you probably already know this. I used to spend a lot of time on the lake out by Rockwall cuz I've got some properties out by Rockwall. Do you know why it's called Rockwall? No. No. When the early settlers first got there and they started digging, they found a rock shelf that looked like that were rocks that were stacked mm-hmm. and they thought it was from a prehistoric tribe or something that had built a wall. And it, it turned out just to be a natural, you know, geology feature you know uh from the shale and from the clay and everything else but it was called rock wall because they thought that a previous culture had built a rock wall and it had just gotten covered up over the centuries so that's why they call rock wall rock wall
1: that's where our race team was located it was a rock wall
0: oh you what are you race team? Yeah. So, great great area i bought there probably about 15 years ago when a lot of it was still really new um, stuff in Rockwall. Yep, it's. Uh, I like Rockwall. Actually, my my preference though is Frisco. My the the house that I used yeah. to use for myself was up in uh, Stonebridge, so one of my favorites. Little Elm is great as well. Yeah. So all those areas that we just mentioned, with the exception of maybe Rockwall, not a whole lot of rehabs. Uh, Frisco's fairly new area for most of the properties. Little Elm's fairly new part. Uh, but Farmers Branch, I know you spend a lot of time there. Um, Addison. Brand I,
1: right
0: now. Okay. I know you look a lot in uh, Addison and uh, some of those other areas. Rehabs. And last show, we were talking about line items for rehabs. So let's continue with that because we got as far as I think the foundation and the roof. We mentioned uh, some of the flooring. Um, but let's talk about some of the other big things uh, if you have to do them. And maybe let's talk about some shortcuts as well.
1: Okay. Well, obviously, um, one likely thing you're going to have to do on on most rehabs is you're going to have to paint. That's going to be a a big expenditure. Uh, And so I'm always looking at what my price per foot comes out to. Now, I'm going to give you a formula that I use on everything. And when I take folks out and, and we're looking at houses, we'll walk through a property, and in three or four or five minutes, I'll go, yeah, this looks like about a 43 to 45 thousand dollar rehab and they're like wow you, you, you just kind of throw a number out there i'm like well yeah about ten thousand houses that i've bid on yeah so i've got a pretty good idea what this is going to run and so then they'll go back and take the spreadsheet that i i give them and i know you do that with your students as well provide them some spreadsheets and they'll go back and fill in the spreadsheet and come back and they'll go wow you said 42 to 45 or 43 to 45 it's 44 897 and i'm like yeah, okay good I'm, I'm you know getting older in life so i'm, I'm off a little there and so now you have to
0: now you have to twist those numbers in your brain to make up for the uh, extra cost of everything so literally if you've got osb you're, you're 10 times more on your cost now so
1: yeah so they're like how do you do that and they're like well one thing is Every time that I'm looking at a, a line item, so like, let's use this for paint. If I don't have a paint contractor that I have a great relationship with, I'm gonna get a bid and I'm gonna get at least three bids and then I'm gonna decide who I wanna go with. And then after the house is done, I'm gonna go, okay, do I, well I think about the painter, did I think they do a great job? Did I think that uh, not only did I get a great job, but am I happy with the price And then I'm going to take whatever that final price was, and I'm going to divide it by the total square footage of the house. So let's just say that it was $2,500 and it was a 1,000-square-foot house. Then I can know that this painter is going to average $2.50 a square foot based on the square footage. That is not how painters calculate it. That's how we calculate it. And what that allows me to do is know when I'm walking into a property, I can look down the listing and go, oh, this is a 3000 square foot house. If that guy paints, it's gonna be 7,500 bucks. Hmm, don't know if I wanna do that or not. You know, Or I've got that in my budget yeah, to be able to do that. And so all of these big line items, so roof foundation, foundation's always gonna be a one-off. Um, I'll just kind of um, throw in 10, thousand dollars typically on a foundation rehab unless i know it's really bad and then gives me a little leeway when i'm putting my budget together but i'm always getting a specific bid on foundation roof you can do very easily it'll vary a little bit based on the pitch of the roof um, and whether it's one story two story but not dramatically Uh, and paint same guy you can nail paint and same thing with floor you're going to be able to nail it so same thing, your, your flooring people are always want to give you, if you're looking at tile, they're going to do per foot. If you're looking at wood, they're going to do per foot. Get the carpet and pad, they're going to do per yard. I always go back, I don't care how they calculate it, I want to use that formula. I want to take, here's my flooring cost. So I've got wood in this room, I've got tile in the kitchen, I've got tile in the bathrooms, and in the bedrooms I've got carpet. And here's my total cost for this job by my square footage. Now I know that my flooring, and right now we're running about 375 around here per foot on flooring, and that's going up. I, my, I had a flooring contractor call me last week, and he just said, "Want you to know, if you need anything, you need to get an order in right now. I'm buying as much as I can because they've already told us it's going up 15, 20 percent in the next 60 days." And that's just the start. And that's what happens when you live in a fascist country. Everything gets incredibly expensive and goes out. Uh, It's amazing how, since Biden's taken office, everything's in shortage. Everything's in shortage. Uh, Really? Yeah, I don't think so. This is all BS. And the likelihood that you and I get these dollars back once we get the idiots gone, probably not gonna happen. We're not gonna get much of it back. That's business stuff.
0: That's why we need to pay attention to our line items and our budget and make sure we're dealing, you know, by the number and looking apples to apples, oranges to oranges and not apples to grapefruits and oranges to grapes.
1: Uh, You have to keep up with that just property to property, because if you end up doing if you're a one at a timer uh, and you're doing a property the first quarter of the year and then you don't do another property until summer, uh, your costs are going to be different and you need to be paying attention to that uh, right up to the absolute minute. Uh, we just rewired a private Farmer's Branch property, just rewired it. And we were able to get the, the wiring purchased and in, and we only had about a 10% increase over the last time we did it. But the guy at Home Depot, when we're picking up the wiring, and I was I just stopped by and had them loaded in the back of my car. Um, he said, hey, be glad you got this. We will be out in another month. Not we're running low, the price is going to go up. We'll be out, and it's going to be two or three months. And I'm just like, this is insane that everything on the planet is suddenly in shortage. Yeah, that's that's total U.S. government. And every if you're a real estate investor and, and you don't vote those people out, then shame on you. And if you don't make any money, then it's your fault. Because we got to get rid of these idiots and get them out. And they are, they're incredibly smart and they're incredibly stupid um, at the same time. They're incredibly evil, uh, in my opinion, doing what they're doing to our economy. Because that hurts you and me. They do not care about you at all. Right. If they can get you out of business and make you dependent on them. That's what they want to do. As real estate investors, we have the most to gain uh, the real estate buyers' events hosted by Bill Barnett kind of and Kevin Mills are the most forward forward powerful so way to put high
0: performing investment, into life, investment properties into your portfolio. Investment properties that exceed so 50% or greater. So, That's annual high in markets where real estate Kevin real estate experience. Pay attention to, to get the strategies that you're using. Pay attention to your on the ground to make sure that you're not getting price out of real estate buyers' events. Prices are going up as long as we still have demand as long as our line items are still correct and we're still making a profit we're still making a profit it sucks to be paying this much more for things and it sucks to be having to wait this much longer and the other thing is is keep in mind if you're doing something that's going to require something that's going to take longer to get okay that is going to affect your bottom line because you may have to hold this property an additional month an additional two months Uh, i have seen i have not seen it here yet but i have seen it in other markets and heard of it uh they're three four five six eight months behind on certain things that they're trying to get kitchen cabinets right now very very hard to get um lots of things are 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 on backwards you don't want to get into a flip that you're planning on doing four months and find out that you can't get the materials you want for eight uh, so keep all of this in mind when you get out there in this current market, this isn't something that we typically deal with, but keep it all in mind. And again, it has to work item by item, line by line, number by number. We'll be back in just a second. We got a break. Are you ready to learn the strategies, numbers, and formulas that are so powerful they will turn you into a real estate investing millionaire guaranteed, a program that is so powerful we offer a double-your-tuition-back guarantee if it does not make you into a millionaire? www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar. Learn how you can be a guaranteed real estate investing millionaire with powerful investing strategies formulas and numbers wwwguaranteedmillionaireblueprintcom blueprint.com forward slash webinar and i know bill already knows this but real quick note for you guys uh when you're talking about carpet they do sell it by the square yard uh the quick conversion is one yard is nine square feet so whatever it is they're selling you, it's nine square feet. That's how you break it down, pour the square feet, just divide it by nine. So I'm getting ready to sneeze, but go ahead, Dylan. Me. Continue on with your thoughts.
1: Well, uh, so paint, paint's a big deal uh, because it's a just a large budget item. Uh, and windows, uh, if you're replacing windows, then you're going to see that that's, that's a major expense. Yeah, you've got five or six expenses that are big and then everything else um, can be fairly minor uh, depending on what you're doing to the property so i also want to look at and i'm going to tell you some things that you can do yeah i've done this multiple times uh, it's easy to do uh, you can't do this at home depot but you can do this at uh, sherman williams benjamin moore any commercial paint house that's a, a freestanding uh, paint company. You can go in and find out if they have, we call it oops internally. Uh, but what oops paint is, is just like, they'll have a, a maybe a, somebody that is painting apartments and they'll order 150 gallons, five gallon uh, buckets of a particular color. And then what in their order process, it's if they end up with 30 gallons too much, Typically, these companies will let them bring it back because they do so much business together. And then they will turn around and they will put those like right in the middle of the store and they sell them incredibly cheap. They'll sell them at 20% uh, off, 20% of what they were costing So 20 cents on the dollar, uh, 15 cents on the dollar, quarter on the dollar uh, of what they were selling and what that commercial. Uh, person was paying for it. So we'll take that anytime we can find anything that's white. We take any shade of white. uh, And I really don't like to do beige because tans are now uh, out of the color palette uh, for Texas and most of the country. And everything is that we call it ghost gray. It's a very, very light gray. But anything in the white family I can buy, I can buy a five-gallon can of white paint and put in a half a gallon or a quart of a medium gray and when you mix it together, you've got ghost gray and that can cut your your materials cost way down. So I'm always looking at, can I do that? Can I buy appliances that are scratch and dent? Uh, and what I'm looking for is like if I'm buying a range, uh, I'm looking at is the dent or the scratch on the side of it so that it, when it's placed in the cabinets, it's not going to show okay? If it doesn't show, don't care. And I can save 150 bucks on a, on a range just because it's got a dent in the side of it or a big scratch in the side of it, that the only people that are going to see that are the installers because once it's in that cabinet space and it's a brand new appliance, as long as the functionality is not uh, changed or hampered in any way, then, you know, I want to buy Scratch and Den and again, save a little money. Um, if you've got a storage facility, whether it's a separate facility or you just happen to have some place and you can store some stuff, uh, especially in times like these, when you find things that you can buy, uh, both, um, and that farmer's ranch house that we mentioned, uh, one of the things that I loved about it was. The, the previous owner had died in it. That's not what I loved about it. But the family said, we, can we just leave all the stuff and you deal with it? And I said, yeah, but you know, that changes the price of the property because now I've got additional cost on there. So they knocked five grand off. And they just said, we just agreed 5,000 for me to clean the house out, which is way more than it would cost, but it was what worked for them. Now, what made it work for me was a guy had a ton of supplies in the garage that he was planning on doing. He had all new plumbing fixtures and he had a whole bunch of wood. Well, you know, now that we got into crazy time, it was like, holy cow, got uh, new baseboards for the entire house that I don't have to buy. They were there. They just haven't, he had not put them in yet. So, you know, that saves me a chunk. But the reason I'm saying that is that. From time to time, you're gonna have an opportunity to buy something and you're gonna buy it in bulk. If you have a place to store it, you wanna take advantage of that. I bought out a lighting company some years ago. Um, They were going out of business. They had been doing their going out of business sale for about two months, got down to, they needed now to vacate the building. And I happened to be uh, in, started talking to the owner and I made him an offer, which was a stupid low him three grand. I said, ah, you know, my dad told me that, make a stupid offer. Now uh, you can always go up, you can't go down. Uh, so I, I looked around and I said, you know what? I'll, I'll give you three grand for everything that's in here. And uh, he said, I don't know. And his wife was like, take it, let's, we're done. Let's get out of here and he said, hey, you got to get all this stuff out of here. You got three days to get it out because that's when I have to turn the keys back over. And then he would have a penalty from the landlord if it wasn't cleaned out. So I went, done, great. He went done great after his wife uh, nagged on him a little bit. And you know, I, don't, I don't know, I had 75 ceiling fans in there. guys. Yeah, so the ceiling fans alone uh, ended up Paying for the rest of the lights. And I ended up selling a bunch of them all on um, eBay at one time. Uh, but I used those lights for several years. Uh, we had an opportunity to buy uh, HVAC units from the Fort Worth Independent School District through one of my contractors uh, that were a year old. And they had come back and decided that the units were too small for what they had allocated. And there were 200 of them. Now, I was only able to buy 30 of them because the contractor wouldn't let me buy them all. He bought them all, but he sold me 30 of them. And I got 33 ton units for $200 a piece. And I was like, you bet you, I'll, I'll take as many as you'll let me have. Yeah, so from time to time, when you're paying attention and when you're out talking to everybody that you know, everybody that you know knows you're a real estate investor, something like this comes up. Yeah, if you've ever been to one of my events, then we start talking about rehab. You, you've heard me talk about buying crown molding, where I bought about three quarters of a tractor trailer load from Home Depot because they were changing vendors and had been told to have all this stuff gone by this date for the new vendor to come in. And it got down to they were a few days away from that date being there. And I just happened to be there talking to the department manager. And he said, hey, dime a foot. Now, this was a few years ago. They said, if you take it all, dime a foot. It didn't matter if it was paint grade, stain grade, mylar, whatever, dime a foot. And I'm like, done. And it turned out it was like seven, dollars $8,000. And uh, I used that on hundreds of houses. Everything. Of Why do you put crown molding and everything? Well, one reason because I had it and I could, and I still do because it's an incredibly cheap thing to do for perceived value. All right, so. And and I can tell you from from my
0: days as uh, in the contracting business, Get to know the people in the pro services, okay? There's a pro services manager. There's actually a couple of different pro services manager. And then they have like sub managers for each of the different areas. Get to know those people. Talk to them. Spend some time with them. Uh, Most places, Home Depot, Lowe's, they actually have coffee that you can get if you're a pro. And it's free, you know. Pick up some coffee. A lot of times they'll have donuts or something else first thing in the morning. Uh, A lot of times I would take donuts in like in the afternoon because I knew they were out of donuts. And that was something that they noticed. It cost me six or seven dollars to get a dozen donuts. Okay. Um, they have coffee all day long, though, because it's what they do. A lot of times they'll actually have cold water. Uh, there was a, a Home Depot that we used to use all that. And they actually had Gatorade for the pros. Now, the Gatorade can, and didn't cost you anything. Yeah. Get to know them because they yeah. want to do business with you, first of all. And when something is coming up, they'll let you know. Um, Millworks is what Bill was talking about for all of your all of your lumber as far as your baseboards, your crown moldings, trim, everything else. That's all Millworks. That's all under the pro department. Get to know those people. And when something is happening, they will let you know because they consider you a friend or an acquaintance and and that's what you that's what you want to have Um, relationships are amazing and whether or not you need that being able to pass that on to somebody that you know who might will also get you some bonus points with that person Um, and you're helping them out because they need to as bill said they need to get rid of it they needed to blow all of that out okay even though they were taking a loss on it they still didn't have a place to put it they still did not want to keep it they still don't want to deal with the paperwork Bill did them a favor and he did himself a favor. And if he was able to get rid of it to anybody else, he did them a favor as well. Now we're going long on every single one of these segments. So we're going to take a break and we'll see you in a minute. Whether you are a new investor or seasoned investor wanting to add high performing real estate properties to your investment portfolio, you should consider joining Bill Barnett and Kevin Mills at their next Real Estate Buyers Event. Real Estate Buyer's Events are five powerful days aimed at putting performing properties into investors' portfolios. Learn from Bill and Kevin in markets where they actually invest. Learn the strategies they use, where to buy, what to buy, what not to buy actual resources and personnel on the ground to start building your team and supercharge your investing efforts. Learn more at realestatebuyersevent.com. That's realestatebuyersevent.com. We'll see you there. Are you ready for a real estate investing program that is so powerful it is guaranteed? a program that is backed by a double-your-tuition-back guarantee if it cannot make you into a real estate investing millionaire. Learn more about the Guaranteed Millionaire Blueprint at GuaranteedMillionaireBlueprint.com forward slash webinar. That's www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com dot com forward slash webinar one more time that is www.guaranteedmillionaireblueprint.com forward slash webinar learn more about how this powerful program can teach you all the strategies formulas and numbers that you need to put to work for you to turn you into a guaranteed real estate investing millionaire And one of the things that Bill had mentioned was appliances, scratch and dent. Let's talk about kitchens because if you're doing a rehab, you need to focus on the kitchen. Kitchens and bathrooms are big. Okay, Focus on your kitchen because that is the focal point for most people for every single property. Uh, So let's talk about a couple of shortcuts for the kitchen. Uh, We talked about scratch and dents. Let's talk about refacing cabinets. I just mentioned if you're trying to get cabinets in. Uh, at all. If you're trying to have somebody make cabinets or you're trying to get uh, off the shelf that you're going to be able to fit into uh, what you have already, it's going to take you a lot of time. It's going to cost you a lot of extra money. So let's talk about refacing options. Uh, What do you like to do? Do you like to reface, Bill? Uh,
1: Yes, because I hate replacing cabinets. And before shortages ever came up, I hated replacing cabinets because you can sink so much money in the cabinetry and I buy a lot of houses that are 40s, 50s, 60s, uh, where they have old cabinets, but they are very solid cabinets. They're typically oak, uh, and you know they just don't look that great. But once you take the doors off and have a cabinet maker come in and uh, re-door them or reface them, uh, then you're looking at wow, they look brand new. Uh, so I'm always trying to do that because that's an area where you can save yourself. A ton of money. Now, uh, you may still be able to do this right now. I did this last week, and uh, thank you, Lord. uh, That worked out fine. If you know a cabinet supply manufacturer uh, in your city, so I guarantee you Kevin's got them. we got several here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Um, You can go in. Most of them have um, kind of a, uh, I hear it referred to as the boneyard. They have an area where they've closed out cabinets, where they've um, made some overruns, where they just got some stuff that is not part of their regular inventory. And they sell it at an incredibly cheap price just to get it out of their warehouse. It's usually in a separate area of the warehouse. And for them, it's it's almost throwaway stuff. And yet they'll sell it and they'll sell it for uh, a significantly cheaper amount uh, and I that's where I always shop for cabinets first. I always want to look at what do you have that's closed out, discontinued mm-hmm. and then when I'm doing that, I can go in if I don't have quite enough, then I can buy the rest of the cabinets from them that may have different door. that's where I go back and call my handy guy cabinet maker that's a, a local one-off guy that's that's making cabinet sets one and two and three at a time to redo or to match the existing doors. And again, you can cut your cabinet costing in half and have a great looking product. Now, if you're just doing doors, you're gonna uh, save yourself about 70% of what it would cost you uh, to go in and put brand new cabinets in. And you know, when you look at a door and hardware, that's what everybody sees. As long as the rest of the cabinet is solid, you're in good shape. they may need to be sanded down if they're all got 1900 coats of paint on them like many that I have bought out. Have. Uh, but yeah, cabinetry is a great, great way to do that. Uh, and I was gonna make a a, a a tag on to Kevin's comment about the commercial folks at Lowe's and Home Depot. I always go in the commercial door. I don't go in the front door. I want those people seeing me on a regular basis. And look, if you're not friendly, get over it, get friendly. Yeah, you know, walk in, say, hey, what's up, what's happening? How's doing today? You know, just just acknowledge them. And when I'm doing a particular property, if I go by and check, because I still go by, I don't do any work uh, really and I do no rehab work, but I do go by and check on my properties. Uh and a lot of times I'll I'll be the guy that runs the Home Depot. If I've got contractors in the middle of something and I'm paying them 40 bucks an hour. I'm not going to send that guy to Home Depot for an hour if I'm just standing around watching or just checking on them, see how they're doing. I'll run to Home Depot myself. But what that allows me to do is have that relationship. Well, you'll build a relationship to the store that's close to a particular, uh, you mentioned that farmer's branch house. There's a Home Depot at Josie and Forest Lane, which is, I don't know, a mile and a half away or something. They will, over the course of the next few weeks, see me several times they've already seen me several times uh and i always try to go in i look for who the manager or assistant manager is i want to be able to go in and acknowledge them then also when i'm checking out i'll also try to go to the same person because it just makes it i may stand in line a little bit longer but again another relationship that uh, makes it go a lot faster so appliances are great and everybody uh again if you're in a major city uh, you've got scratch and dent stores uh, around here in the dallas fort worth area there's a uh, a local chain called texas appliance that uh, they have two or three scratch and dent stores um, and they're just a local company yeah
0: and, uh, I'm, I'm building those relationships now because we just moved here but before yeah. i left i knew their grandchildren i knew their children uh, I would take my daughter in there when she was younger so that they you know, could see her and, and she knew who they were. They, I would take my truck because they would know my truck because they loaded the truck up so many times. Yep. They would literally tell the guys, hey, take this out to Kevin's truck. They wouldn't say it's the it's the black Dodge Ram. They would say, take this out to Kevin's truck and they knew which truck was mine. Uh, so have those types of relationships. They absolutely pay off. Uh, another thing to keep in mind, Bill's talking about the farmer's branch, closest to the property you're doing is great, but, it's easy for Bill and for I, we know what we're going to need in the next few weeks. We can go to the Home Depot or the Lowe's that's close to us where we live because we're going to be in there more often and it builds a better relationship. So if I know I'm going to need crown moldings for next week, I'll buy that from the Lowe's or the Home Depot that's closest to me and then just throw it in the truck and the next time I happen to be at that project, take it out and let the guys take it out and, and put it up. So build those relationships. We were talking about kitchens, okay? And I wanted to point out it is cheaper to have somebody go in there and put some stripper and sand the existing cabinets than to pay somebody to demo it all out, fix the walls behind it so that you can put new ones up and then have new ones fitted. You either, you either buy off the shelf and you have to put spacers in in order to get it to fit uh, or you have to have somebody custom make it to fit, then you have to install all of that. That labor, that cost of the cabinets, it is so much more affordable. If you can save those cabinets, okay, have somebody strip them, sand them, have new doors put on, it's quicker and it saves you so much more money, not just in material cost, but in labor. And it's going to save you a lot more time now because like I said, things like cabinets are on back order right now. Uh, Let's we got to kitchens. I know you wanted to talk about foreclosures. So since we are long on this section, let's go ahead and talk about foreclosures and we'll just we'll say, continue on line items for next for next episode too.
1: And I was gonna say just I was gonna say, hey, you know what? Let's let's just wrap the line item thing up and, and call it done because we've got about we've got a full segment on foreclosure just on uh, one piece of news and since this is not going to happen till the end of june why don't we hold this to the next show
0: okay real quick in summary your big cost line items your potential big cost line items roof foundation kitchen kind of in this order too uh kitchen your bathrooms a lot of times you have to redo bathrooms those can get expensive as well and then flooring okay after that all the other stuff paint uh baseboards things like that they're line items but they're not a big bulk of your budget they're not going to affect your budget as much as any of those first three or four are going to so pay a lot of attention to what you need for this property don't shortcut when you can but don't do it at the cost of quality and don't do it at the cost of appearance because i promise you somebody who's moving into that house who's planning on living there okay They're not looking at, oh, well, he saved a couple of dollars doing this. That's good. He's like, I don't like the way it looks, you know, so don't make those shortcuts shortcut where you can, where it makes sense. Um, Make sure you pay attention to what is going to be important for that particular property. Last thoughts, Bill.
1: That's it, man. Uh, I think we've got at least one more show on, on some of these rehab tips. Uh, And then certainly we'll uh, we'll probably have a couple of shows on the forecoming uh, out uh, at the end of June, uh, the forbearance, that forgiveness program or the forbearance uh, halting stops. Uh, And and that forbearance is just a a safer, sweeter word for foreclosure. Um, It's a liberal word for foreclosure. I mean, uh, so it's a nicer word. And so uh that doesn't happen until the end of June. So we've got some more shows that we could talk about uh what's gonna be happening and how it affects you and I and what we can do to be involved in this these properties that are coming onto the market. And there may not be quite as many as you think there's going to be.
0: Yeah. And but it affects everything across the board, yeah. not just the foreclosures. And real quick, just uh not really related to what we were talking about, but related to design. As I mentioned, I I used to have a construction company in California, and I used to love going by and hanging out and talking to the guys. I didn't didn't swing a hammer all that much, but sometimes I did. It was a lot of fun. Uh, I missed that though so much so that I had a conversation with my wife, and I've had a lot of buddies asking about uh, you know those types of properties in this area, and I, I said, you know what, I want to go pick up some, some flips. I, I want to do some, some rehabs. I want to get out there and, you know, break out the tools and start cutting, you know, baseboards and everything else. I enjoy doing those things myself. Um, so I am going to, and I told you this bill uh, this week, we are going to look at a couple of neighborhoods down in Miami that are right on the cusp of regentrification that have rehab flips. Uh, So I will make some videos while we're doing that, and I'll share them on later shows. But I am excited about finding some of these properties and getting back in there and redoing. A lot of these houses were built in the 1920s. Uh, They're Spanish-style houses, stucco. Looking forward to getting out there and doing stucco repairs and uh, uh, doing, you know, life and plaster repairs and just, you know, I, I grew up doing those types of things. It was yeah. fun, and I still enjoy doing it. Uh, as long as I'm not under the clock and not under pressure or anything else, I won't be the only person doing it. I will have a crew out there as well. Um, but I, I'm excited about it.
1: Very good. And I will share that with Thank you guys, you guys as we
0: welcome. do that journey. Thank you for being with us. We will see you on Thursday. Everybody. See you Thursday as well, Bill.
1: You got it, brother.
0: Go have fun on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Learn more about the Investor Guys podcast, including upcoming events and appearances at www.investorguyspodcast.com. That's www.investorguyspodcast.com.